Welcome to Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Oda. Are you making the most of your experience as a spiritual being in physical form? Do you want to live with greater levels of peace and integrity? Today, Lisa and her guests will help you discover, uncover, and recover what's missing in yourself. Now, here's your host, Lisa Tremont Oda. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. And today we're going to have a very scintillating um, and deep discussion about flirting. It's a new time. It's a new age. And um, flirting really can be considered a sacred activity. Uh, But I must say that with the advent of the much-needed Me Too movement, what was once just... um, rather lighthearted and and fun has, in my opinion, whether you're on the receiving end of flirting or on the delivering end, the best word I can think of is awkward. (laughs) It's a little bit awkward these days. So um, I have invited as my guest today, uh, one of my heroes, one of my mentors, Francesca Gentile. Uh, Francesca for over 25 years has been a world-traveled radical researcher of life, a pirate sailing the high seas of new paradigms. She's a clinical sexologist, an initiated shaman in four traditions, and shaman of the Cougar Luscious, co-author of The Marriage of Sex and Spirit, as well as the radio show host of Sex, Tantra and Kuma Sutra. So you can see how appropriate she is to be with us today. Uh, Besides these evocative expressions, she offers Courtesan Queen Workshops, the Sacred Courtesan School, and Cougar Luscious Aging Workshops. She has been the keynote speaker of the National Cougar Convention and the National Flirting Convention. Again, no no, uh, mistake about why she's with us today. Uh, She has been uh, interviewing television luminaries such as Tom Hanks and Leonard Nimoy and has taught Tantra and Sacred Eros workshops at the American Association of Sex Educators and Therapists. So with that, before we jump right in and welcome Francesca onto the show, I just, actually, let me just go ahead and welcome Francesca onto the show. (laughs) Welcome, Francesca. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I'm delighted to be here and with such a, a A fun topic, but also a dangerous topic, and one that is, as you highlighted, I think very needed. Very much needed. Um, It's a hot topic, we could say, and um, you know, but but with the serious element of it, as I have begun to do, I I am going to go ahead and light the candle for our show, and um, I'd like us just to take a moment And for those of you who are listening, just to take some deep breaths so that we can really honor the discussion today and really um, feel the compassion for for all of those who have been abused uh, without consent, who have suffered at the hands of um, social norms that have not been clear and that we have not had the skills to protect ourselves on all occasions. And so for the many women and men who have uh, been abused and who have come out through the Me Too movement, but also the 
countless others who remain in silence. And um, may healing occur for all and may we together engage and explore this, this topic so that we can prevent such, um, such pain and suffering in the future as we move forward. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so as we said, you know, I mean, it's, it's a very serious topic these days and a confusing one, a very confusing one. I feel like, um, as one of, as one of our, uh, listeners had, had written in, and by the way, anyone can go ahead and on Sacred Exploration Radio uh, on Facebook, you can go there to watch us live and uh, submit any questions that you might have or comments that you have on the topic. Um, but one woman said too, that even common courtesy nowadays is being sort of seen as being flirtatious. And then when, when flirtation comes along, it's a little hard to even know what to do with it anymore. So Francesca, with all your experience in flirting and even, you know, before thousands of people ha talking about how to flirt, have you noticed that, that the vibe has changed around it? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot in all of that. And mm -hmm. a lot is, I think, you know, just to, uh, as the saying goes, tease it out mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> distinguish it in a various ways. Uh, one of the challenges with flirting in, in any era is that we can often collapse uh, enticing and seducing and think of that as flirting. And one uh, definition of flirting is attention without intention. So let's, let's just kind of try that on. Mm -hmm. Flirting could be attention without intention, that it is a, a lovely exchange of honoring and appreciation of one another, where seduction and enticement are much more goal-oriented. Mm -hmm. There, I want to get to something mm -hmm. soon, now. Uh, I want to, um, you know, regardless of gender, I want to have sex with you today, tonight, you know, it's very goal oriented. Uh, another agenda item for some people is I want to get you to pay for dinner or to buy me a drink. And that's very immediate and very goal oriented. I want you to, you know, give me a ride home. I want you to uh, give me you know, even give me your number, but that gets a little lighter. But some of these other agenda items have a, a time limit on them. Mm -hmm. And there, uh, it starts to get a, a, you know, kind of a heaviness or a pointedness. And, and we put those kind of agendas under seducing and enticing. Because initially, and, it's generally, it is that, like you said, words of appreciation, perhaps like, oh, you look lovely tonight, or oh, you have the most beautiful eyes or whatever it is. And then what comes next? Well, it's also, it's not just what is said. It is definitely why I brought up the intention. Energy follows intention. Energy follows intention. That's we're here on sacred exploration. Mm -hmm. Energy follows intention. So I could say you have very nice eyes. Or I could say you. A very nice eyes. 
and even you know, and for those, yeah. And it's not the actual words that I'm saying. It's it's the it's the tone. Mm-hmm. It's it's even the energy, like the leaning in. You know, it's it's a lot of things that can shift the words, and people can be confused because they're not tracking the different levels. Mm-hmm. So they might say, "Well, why is this person quote unquote successful?" Meaning either they're getting what they want or they're not getting slapped or they're not getting, you know, people upset with them. Why are they being effective or successful and I'm not? And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I have that question. Why are some people effective or successful and I'm not? We want to start looking at these other levels. What is the intention that we're carrying as we're saying these things are we leaning in? Leaning in is automatically going to be seen as more threatening. Are we, uh, another mistake that people often make is staying too long. So I believe in the drive-by compliment, which is, wow, Lisa, you have beautiful eyes. And then walk away, walk away. Because then there's space for you. There's space for you to think about it. If you, if you are intrigued by what I said, if you were intrigued by me, you know, you can come find me at the party later. You can come find me at the bar later. And then you have, I've given you space to feel comfortable in your own authority and your own agency. It's a really common mistake that people make is, hey, Lisa, you have really beautiful eyes. So who are you here with tonight? So do you have any other friends? Do you like the music? And then pretty soon you're starting to feel trapped, you know, that how do you get out of this interchange? And, and you don't even have an opportunity to, hmm. you know, check into yourself to assess whether or not you find me interesting, whether or not there is some sort of attraction. Hmm. So for those that are listening, one of the things that, you know, sailing the high seas of flirting and dating hmm. in the Me Too era is especially flirting, is think of flirting as planting a little seed, watering it a bit, but walking away. You don't want to like pour, you know, a whole container of water on a new seed. That's, that's hardly dry. flirting anymore. <laughs> you know, that's, that's going to drown the seed. Right. The seed's going to die. So, you know, we want to, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm thinking context is, is huge. Like if you're in a bar or you're in a club or you're at a flirting convention or, um, you know, uh, some sort of meeting through meetup or like a dating site. Well, then you're kind of going into it with the idea that people flirt here. People are looking for something here to an extent, not so much true with a bar scene or a club necessarily, but um, it seems like context would, would also provide information. Yes and no. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. So I would say the drive-by compliment uh, spoken you know, lightly without a heavy intention that the drive-by compliment can even happen at work. There's a a statistics that say that, I can't remember the statistics right now, but it's fairly high, the number of people that meet their partner at work. Now, there's a lot who meet it on a, you know, swiping a dating app these days, but quite a few people will meet each other because they share some common interest or some common place which could be church, which could be work, which could be the bus stop, which could be uh, the subway station, which could be uh, volunteering. 
So if we say I can only flirt with someone, once again, separate out seduction and enticement. Mm -hmm. Yes, those are, I would recommend seducing and enticing people only that you have consent to seduce and entice. Well, what is consent? Consent is, um, I actually recommend keeping your best skills in seduction and enticement for when you're already in a relationship to keep the relationship alive. And don't use this kind of like heavy handed, hey, baby, hey, sexy, hey, how about it? Hey, dick pic, you know, hey, whatever. Don't use that in the beginning of trying to get someone's attention. Just don't. And well, think of, but on the other hand, I really want to say that you can use this more light, gee, you look really lovely in that and walk away. You can use that at work. You can use that at church. You can use that at the bus stop. If you go and walk away and go look at something on you know, the billboard over there, you can do this as long as you give someone space and let them come to you after that. And if they don't come to you, they don't come to you. Well, I would imagine that's always the way it kind of would work best, you know, kind of the slow drip, the real flirtatious thing. But a lot of times that doesn't happen because it does go into, as you say, the intention of seduction uh, sometimes rather quickly. Um, but now I think people are simply more conscious of, of um, the fact that, uh, that their words have an implication and that they're kind of holding, you know, the, the thing like you say, like, hey, baby, or, or the way they present things, I think people are starting to tone it down a bit out of fear to a certain extent. You know, I, I think trying to learn how to do it again, like from, you know, baby steps. I think more of them could still tone it down personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm on dating sites and, uh, and cause currently I'm single. So I'm on dating sites and more often than I feel comfortable, someone's best guess on how to reach out to me is, you know, Hey baby, Hey darling, Hey doll. Um, you're pretty, you're sexy. And you know, that is not the best way to make a first connection. Uh-huh. Now, let's, in, you know, let's talk a little bit about what would be a good way to make a first connection. Because I think people don't know. They don't know. They're not trying to irritate you know, women. They just don't know or to irritate people. And, you know, even on some of the, you know, the Tinders, the this, the that, the Bumbles, the, you know, it's just lunch. There's a little bit of a profile. People write something. I recommend reading people's profiles and making some, it's so cool that you like uh, extreme sports. It's so great that you like volunteering. It's really, um, you said that you like dance. What kind of music do you like? Actually comment on something you've read mm-hmm. we're all going to assume that you wouldn't be texting her if you didn't think she was attractive or you wouldn't be texting him them <laughs> zir there you know you wouldn't be texting that person if you didn't find them attractive okay let that's a given so now comment on something else that you may feel you have some connection with and ask questions about something that they've said. I mean, people love to be asked about themselves and inquired about, right? So if you can't even think of what to say, you could just say, oh, you know, you said that you were interested in water sports. 
how did that come about? How long have you been interested in water sports? <laughs> Be careful of, of that one. That's actually ah! that's a BDSM cue, by the way. But it is water sports. Oh, I did but, not know that. But at any rate, one of the things that um, one of my teachers says is many people think that they're interesting, but there are very few people that actually are interested. So you pointed right. to something brilliant. Is if you show up as someone who is interested. Mm-hmm. really in another human being that's going to make you so precious mm-hmm. and you too uh, reminded me that I wanted to mention that while mostly it's women who uh, in the me too movement have come forth you know it doesn't matter what our sexual orientation is whether it is lesbian gay bisexual queer transgender whatever it is these issues um, are up for all of us all of us, because it's just really the human condition. They are up for all of us. And my, I have a 25-year-old son, and he has definitely shared stories with me where his boundaries were crossed. And that wasn't okay. And we can talk more about some of this later um, is a little bit longer story because I'm also, I get a countdown as well as Lisa that we're getting a little <laughs> bit close to break. So I'm like right. tracking before going into a really depthful and juicy story. Uh, but yes, this transcends gender, it, it transcends sexual identity, uh, sexual preference, mm-hmm. sexual, you know, it, it's, it's an issue in humanity. Do we really understand consent? So I think when we talk about flirting and sedu- seducing and enticing and touch, we need to keep clarifying consent. It's a nice concept. Like, I think we understand the word consent, permission, two people are aligned, I don't think we understand how to get there in an effective way. I think we're worried that it'll be too clunky or that in trying to achieve consent, we'll actually disconnect from one another and an opportunity for more. Wonderful. Well, we will come back to that conversation after our break. If you're following us on Facebook Live, Sacred Exploration Radio, we'll continue the conversation there. Otherwise, just hang with us. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and you're listening to Sacred Exploration. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. Join Lisa Trimonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I am so happy to be speaking with Francesca Gentile. We are speaking about uh, flirting, the future of flirting, especially in light of the Me Too movement. And before break, we were just about to touch, well, we were touching upon the issue of consent, and you were also going to share with us a story. And now we have time. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Yeah, so when we think of consent, we sometimes make a mistake to think that only one gender needs consent. Like we have to make sure that women are consenting and we forget that uh, one of the wounds of the culture around the masculine is assuming that like a real man would always want to have sex. A real man would always uh, want to see a woman naked. and there, there is no always, there is no, I'm not always in the mood for pizza, even though I love pizza. I'm not always in the mood for music, even though I love music. Human beings are not always anything. And regardless of if we're heteronormative or not, we're not always going to be in the mood for sex, regardless of our gender. And so my son had gone to um, a game night with some friends. He, had, he was expecting that he's going to game and it was going to be a tabletop game. And he's walked into some friend's apartment and there's a bedroom off to the right. And there's a living room in front and a little kitchen tucked away. And, you know, he's really looking forward to this. He's a big gamer. And he notices just kind of in passing as he's coming in, that there's also one of those stripper poles that's been attached to the ceiling in the living room. And, and everybody comes in and they're like, oh, let's sit down and chit chat for a while on the couch. And the couch is right, you know, facing this pole. And it's like suddenly the two girls, there were two couples and Dylan, the two girls like strip off, like they start taking off their clothes. Uh, one strips down, I, I think to a broad panty, one strips down just to like this little G string and they start gyrating on the stripper pole. And my, I said, how was that for you, Dylan? And he said that he felt frozen. Uh, He said that he felt that part of his spirit or his energy was kind of up in the corner of the room, uh, kind of had fled to the corner of the room and was watching it from a distance. And I said, ah, that's a sign of trauma. Mm -hmm. That's a sign of disassociation. Right. And, uh, and so that was across your boundaries and they didn't ask you, I'm guessing they didn't ask you, there was no request if that was going to be okay for you and you didn't have a chance to say anything. 
And he said, yeah. And what happened then? He said, after that, they decided it was time to go to sleep. The couple went into the bedroom that owned the apartment. The other couple went on a, a blow up mattress. And the, um, the girl in the couple was like, kept saying, oh, why don't you come here? And you know, the, the blow up mattress is going to be so much more comfortable and you don't need to sleep on that, you know, cold couch by yourself. And I said, um, how was that for you? And he said, uncomfortable. I said, what did you choose to do? He said, I chose to stay on the couch. And I've had that experience. I've had that experience where I think I'm just going to some, you know, something else. I think I'm going to a party. I think I'm going to dinner. I think I'm going to, uh, you know, visit friends. And really suddenly people are taking off clothes or suddenly people are saying, oh, you don't want to sleep on the couch. That's so lonely. You want to come in and sleep in our comfy, comfy bed. And I remember being at someone's house where like every hour they would come and say it again. Like, oh, you don't want to be sleeping here in the living room. You know, and we whether, once again, outside of gender, it's not okay. It's not okay to keep repeating. You know, if you're repeating yourself over and over and over and someone has said, no, no, thank you. No, no, not really. No, I'm not in the mood. The person is trying to be gracious to you by saying it in a, maybe a gentler way. Well, maybe this is part of the, the, the benefit to the Me Too movement is, is this greater sensitivity to not make assumptions or to think that, to assume that people are going to want what you have to offer. You know, I mean, I, I, the other night I just, I took myself out for a drink. I was minding my own business and I had one of the most, um, I almost thought well, it must be because we're going to be doing this show today. And it's like <laughs> the universe is giving me some material, but I ended up having to have someone at the, at the hotel walk me to my car because this man was probably doing everything possible wrong. And, um, it was, it was like somewhat traumatizing and, um, so much assumption was being made. And I really like your, you know, using the word request and like, even if people could just remember and, and, you know, from a public health standpoint, which is part of my background, we want to use that participation theory if we want our programs to be successful. So if you're actually interested in someone, you're going to have more success if you make a request and you include the recipient in the decision-making process, as opposed to making any sort of assumptions. And, and, it, and then it's, oh, you know, one of the things about strength and true power and strength, which by the way, I've spent my life working on, that I wasn't always capable of hearing no. So I'm just going to raise my hand. Have I had such a wounded sense of self, such a wounded sense of self-worth? that it was extremely hard for me to hear no, Mm. that I would feel very rejected, that I might feel angry, that I might feel depressed or sad if I heard a no. I've actually gone to therapy, gone to workshops, spent years and years developing an inner sense of well-being so that if I say, I really like you, I would love to have dinner, and someone says no, I can take that breath and say thank you and walk away. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say, oh, come on. Oh, don't you want to? Oh, come on, don't you really? And, and once again, getting back to the lightness versus the heaviness or the pointedness, it really is okay to, to, to gracefully say, 
I'd like to date you. I've had people say gracefully, you know, I, I'm, I like you, Francesca, I'd like to date you. Mm-hmm. And if I say, you know, I'll keep that in mind, uh, or I'll keep that in mind is a gentle way of at least saying not now. It's, it's definitely not a yes. <laughs> Right. It sounds like this. Hear that. Yes. Yes. You want to date me? When? Um, that would be a yes. We're looking for enthusiastic yeses. If I say, oh, I'll keep that in mind, or no, not right now, uh, that means drop it. And I've had men that had the graciousness to just ask. I say, not now, not yet. That's not right for me, or whatever at this moment. And in some cases, I have gone back to them sometimes years later and said, you know, X number of years ago when you said you found me attractive and you were interested in dating, would you still be? I've actually done that. And, uh, you know, so I've, it's like I'm taking it and filing it away. Mm -hmm. So the way you ask is so important. And if you start to pressure someone, if you had pressured me after that, you would have gone in my garbage heap in my mind. You wouldn't have gone to my inner, you know, inner inner document where I list potential men that I might want to date in the future. You would have gone into the delete, delete, delete file. So I really encourage that ability to that resiliency to be able to hear a no. I want, yeah. Along the lines of your story that you told about your son and the dance pole and all that uh, assumption. You know, I think about, cause I have two young boys myself, 21 years old and 18 years old. And uh, so it's got me thinking about these college kids and you know, you, you turn 18 and you're a legal adult and you could be penalized as an adult. And so I have heard that kind of one of the new things is that young college students, men are, are being told that if they're going to have sex with somebody uh, that they should get a consent, that person to sign a consent beforehand. I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like it strips away the romance and that, but I can also see the point because oh, especially in college when people are drinking, I mean, when alcohol gets involved and that was the problem the other night. I just want to say something is that the romance has been stripped away a long time ago. It's if, if we want romance and this is, this is for those of you who want romance, by the way, in the blessing and consent culture means ask for it. So if I want, you know, I'm single, I'm dating, let's say I like romance and I now need, I can ask for it, but I also need to make it distinct. So romance means to me that I would like to receive flowers. Romance means to me that I would like you to take me out to dinner or cook dinner. Romance means to me that we're going to have several dates before we have sex, really building a sense of emotional connection and anticipation. That's what romance means to me. And I am looking for that. I am looking for that in people that I'm dating. So guess what? I'm empowered. Yay! I'm empowered to say that to people. So 
you know, for those of you who like romance, once again, outside of gender, feel free to let people know I like romance and then don't assume. Explore the five love languages together. Right. Don't assume that anyone knows what romance means anymore because after the 1960s and the feminist movement and the pill, you know, after that time period, free love, no one knows what romance means anymore. There's not a clear definition of the courtship process. Don't assume that there is. Let people know what you want, because I hear a lot of women complain and some, you know, non-binary and and men complain, too, that they're not getting romance. Now, on the other hand, if um, there's nothing wrong with clarity, there is nothing wrong with clarity. If someone says to me, Francesca, I find you really sexy. And I, you know, if you're ever available, I would love to make love to you as long as they can say that and then walk away and not be pressury. If they can just say it like, hey, this is a thing without attachment, then that lets me look and say, is this someone that I'd like to make love to or not? There's nothing wrong with with a graceful expression of interest, whether that's um, interest like I'd like to date you interest or if that's interest like I'd like to have, you know, have sexy fun times with you interest. It's fine to just say it as long as we're not pressuring. And let's look at consent on two levels too, by the way. There's verbal consent and nonverbal consent. Especially both of these benefit without drugs and alcohol. Like, oh no, yes. I, I, live in, I, I live in San Francisco. Let me tell you, we are the cutting edge of you know drugs and alcohol you know the the uh, all the refined beers and wines and all of the you know designer uh, cannabis etc mixology we, yeah we've got it all here however i will tell you that if you want to make sure that you're in an alignment and integrity with your own wants needs limits and boundaries let alone another person leave the drugs and alcohol out of it until you're already lovers like once you're lovers, hey, why not explore some like fun sensations in some way that expand how you're playing with each other? But before you're lovers, there's a pacing that human beings have, especially into that first encounter or those first couple encounters. Not to say that no means no, people, even if you're married, even if you're right. um, already in a sexual relationship, and even in the middle of sex no means no. So if we're having sex and one of us is like, wow, I'm not into it. No means no. Even if we're in the middle of what we started and no shame, no blame. Thank you for telling me. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you for staying emotionally connected with me enough to tell me no. And this is the win is when we can say thank you for staying emotionally connected with me enough to tell me no, that means that that person is more likely to want to have sex with me in the future. If I make shame them, blame them, even, um, you know, a female to male, like, well, what do you mean you don't want to have sex with me? Like, don't real men want to have sex? Like, you know, if I make him wrong, if he makes me wrong, the chances of our wanting to have sex with each other go way down. And the chance of enjoying our sex together go way down because now we've broken an emotional connection. But so what do we do around the verbal versus nonverbal? Verbal is, hey, Lisa, would you like to have sex with me? 
And then you say either yes, no, maybe later, or this is what I would want in order to have sex with you. Nonverbal is, um, you know, we're talking to each other and let's say I notice that you're leaning into me and I lean into you, you don't lean back. I lean into you and you also lean in. I maybe make a, make a point like, oh, Lisa, you know, I love that scarf. And I, you know, maybe I just pick up the scarf for a moment and drop it. I don't do anything too, you know, sexy, sexy, but I pick up the scarf for a moment and drop it. And then, and then maybe you just stroke my shoulder and go, oh, you know, this fabric is so soft. So we're, we're mirroring each other. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing, you know, I start very little, something very little, something that's not going to cross you know, boundaries. So if you are pulling back, if I reach for your scarf and you pull back, if I've, you know, touched your scarf and then you've stepped a step back, you are now telling me, no, you are telling me back off. Mm -hmm. You are telling me slow down. If I touch your scarf and and say, oh, this is so pretty. And then you stroke my arm and say, I love this fabric. And I lean in and say, oh, is, what scent are you wearing? That's really yummy. And then you lean in and whisper in my ear, you know, now we're saying to each other, yes, you know, yes. Like we're, we're, we're interested in what we're creating here. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for, we can also look for that nonverbal, but we have to keep tracking it because we might be getting a yes, a yes. I whisper in your ear, you stroke my arm, you know, we're getting a yes, yes, but then maybe I say or do something that upsets you, you know, maybe, and then you pull back. Well, then I need to pull back. I need to be able to track with you. And if I'm on drugs or alcohol, I'm not going to be able to do that. I won't have the awareness. I won't have the sensitivity to notice the nonverbal cues and some of you, you may or may not know who you are on the autism scale, on the neurotypical scale, the Asperger scale, a lot of our techies don't track this stuff very um, carefully. It's not because you don't want to. Your brain pattern doesn't allow it. Interesting. Okay. Well, on that note, it's time for another commercial break. We're speaking with my guest, Francesca Gentili, about flirting. Um, and uh, the future of flirting. So stick with us. We'll be on Facebook Live and right back here on Voice America. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. This is Sacred Exploration. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We have relationships with people in our lives, but arguably our relationship with food is the most intimate, dynamic, and enduring of them all. You can nourish your relationship with food and the planet. Purchase your copy of The Sacred Art of Eating, Healing Our Relationship with Food, written by Lisa Tremont Oda. A registered dietitian, nutritionist, and shamanic soul coach, Lisa can help you heal your relationship with food. The Sacred Art of Eating is available on Amazon.com, SacredExploration.com, and ImperfectlyVegan.com. Do you remember your dreams? Not exploring your dream life is like receiving a gift but not opening it. 
Join Lisa Trimonota and Lisa Ferrer this April for an interactive workshop series that will help make your goals and dreams become results in your business and personal life. To register or to find out more, call 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Space is limited in this highly interactive workshop series. So call today and learn how you can make your dreams come true. That's 925-497-2529 or email sacredexploration at gmail.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Sacred Exploration. To reach Lisa or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to sacredexploration at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Sacred Exploration. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota, and I'm speaking with Francesca Gentile as my guest um, before the break, we were talking about um, uh, kind of the response, like if you lean forward and the other person leans forward and sort of testing the waters and seeing, you know, if we're understanding each other and, and how alcohol can really strip away uh, your own sense of what's right and acceptable. And, you know, I alluded, alluded to the other night when I was in that difficult situation. And I did, I mean, I, when you said that I totally backed away, I mean, I was leaning way over like, you know, dude, this is inappropriate. You're too close. And then it got to the point where I actually had to say, I need you to stop talking with me. I'm doing my thing, you know, or else I'm going to have to move over there. And basically it was just horrible. And, and the guy didn't let up at all. And it's because he, he, he had too much alcohol in him. It was very apparent. Um, and, and so I think that is a big factor. And, uh, you know, certainly when we spoke about the college kids, that's going to be a big factor. And so, you know, it's hard to get that message through to people. And of course, drinking is so insidious in our, in our culture and we don't want to make it wrong. Just like, you know, we want to be imperfectly vegan and we don't want to be absolutist about anything, but, um, you know, a little alcohol does make us feel sexy and a little flirty, but a little bit too much can be simply that just too much. You know, I, I, I really empathize with the desire. It's hard to know that this now is that I started off shy. I can really empathize with the desire to feel bolder or to Mm -hmm. feel a sense of support or freedom to step forward where we might normally hold back. And I can, I'm, I'm really holding that very tenderly trust me. And one of the things that I asked myself is, do I want to be the kind of person who's ashamed or regretful of what happened the next day? Right. Or do I want to be the kind of person that whatever I choose, I'm going to say I'm proud of that because I was conscious when I chose it. Mm -hmm. And I've done things which I recommend, take take, um, uh, comedy improv, 
uh, study at Toastmasters, you know, start to do things that get your voice to speak and get you to um, have situations where you're, where you're taking risks, theater, you know, you can study amateur theater, things that start to build a muscle of being able to move through some of your fears while you're still sober so that when you're at the bar, you can, or club or whatever, or, or frat night, or I don't know, meet up, you feel like you can move forward. Uh, you can also talk to people about what are some good questions to ask. I think questions like um, that about people's clothing, especially if they're wearing something very interesting, then it's like, that's, oh, that's so interesting. Does that have a story is really great. Uh, you can always ask, you know, what had you most interested in being here tonight? Or, uh, you know, you try to find something that will start a real conversation. And I think it's more successful at places that are quieter. So sometimes it's very hard at a bar. If you're a loud bar, if you don't have six pack abs and broad shoulders, I recommend against, you know, your hunting ground or, you know, you're not a 10, whatever a 10 is on whatever gender spectrum you want to go on. If, you know, trying to have your hunting ground be a bar because you just have to do it based on, you know, that first look at you. And, you know, whereas if you're in a place where you can be heard, you can actually be an interesting and interested person. Right. You know, the other thing too, that kind of came through in this and that I really, I'm glad I'm remembering now because I wanted to really bring this up in the show is that, you know, a lot of this is being pointed at men as maybe, you know, not understanding consent, but women are responsible as well. We also have our own ability to respond. And so I think that's also in play right now that women are having to check themselves about, are they giving false messages? Because maybe we want to be um, seen as sexy or beautiful or interesting or whatever it is. But if, but maybe we're really not interested in anything more than that. But if we're sending signals that we are, that can be a problem. You know, I, that, the whole Trump Stormy Daniels thing, uh, there's, uh, uh, there's one piece of it that, that bothers me. And it's the piece where, you know, she asks him to pull down his pants so she could spank him with a magazine. And like, when I heard that, I'm thinking, you know, that's, that's flirting on a big order. I mean, that's, that's like an invitation for something more. I mean, you don't ask someone to pull down their pants and then spank them. And, and, you know, I, you know, it just seemed very bizarre to me. And I, just, I, I wouldn't call that flirting, by the way, I would not call that flirting <laughs> at all. I would call that. I mean, so what I'm saying is it's, it's beyond that. And it's, it's, um, I guess to afterwards say that you hadn't given consent. I mean, again, it's not direct. So I guess um, it's yeah, so a fine it, line. It's just a so fine it, line. No, 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 no. No, there is no fine line. There is no fine line. What is it? The line is, did I consent or didn't I? Right. So it's got so to be that clear. The line is not, I flirted with you. I, the line is, so let's say I just like show my breasts right now. That's not saying that you get to touch them. That's not saying anything except for that I felt like doing that right now. Yeah, you might think they're lovely. Yeah, you might feel like a desire to touch them. But maybe I just felt like showing them. You know, it's not, nothing is overt consent anymore. Hey, hey, people, let's get this out of our brains. Nothing is overt consent. If I don't say, 
yes, please touch my breasts, you don't get to. They're mine. A woman wearing a short skirt, a woman wearing a low-cut top, a man walking around in a thong, none of that is 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 an automatic. If a guy's walking around in a thong, it's not an automatic. I get to squeeze his butt. Right. But you know, it's just it, awkward because when you think of Dylan, when, you know, these girls are just doing a strip show in front of him and he doesn't even ask for it. Right. I, it's not know. okay. It's, there is no assumption. Guess what? In the world we live in today, out, and even outside of gender, there is no assumption that if somebody is dressed a certain way, if someone is a certain gender, if someone is doing something that we might think of as sexy, that that automatically means right. that sex is on the table. I, there's a guy in my community who, um, you know, in the Me Too movement, he wrote on Facebook and said, he's a guy who stands up for women and he would never do anything like that to women. And I actually wrote back and said, but you have. Because at parties that we've been at, you've gone past me and grabbed my butt without my permission. And his response was that in his defense, we had expressed attraction and we had flirted. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. The fact that we had said, I find you attractive years ago. The fact that we had sometimes flirted does not give you any permission to do anything other than to talk to me unless I tell you not to talk to me. You know, it does not give any overt consent. No. And even in, I, I have a lot of friends that are sex workers. Just because you hire a sex worker isn't overt consent that you're going to get to do anything you want. They also have their own limits, their own boundaries. It's the beginning of a negotiation. So at the end of the day, it's calling us all up for higher communication. Much higher communication. Much higher communication. And and by the way, it doesn't, just because we're in a relationship, doesn't give me consent to your wallet, doesn't give me consent to your time. You know, all of these things need to be in negotiation. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where the flirtation can come in. <laughs> we could make it a little more fun, yeah. You know, right? Like, very sensitive and gentle and intentional. Yeah, and it, yeah. Can be, it can be fun. We can learn a lot from BDSM, by the way, because BDSM has a history of developing negotiation and then having a lot of fun. One of, my, um, one of my mentors in the world of BDSM said, that once he, he started to get into BDSM, he had more and better sex, not just because it was BDSM, but because he understood negotiation. That's really interesting. I mean, I'm aware of that, but I hadn't put that all together. But that's, that's uh, very because interesting. It, I could see it, that. Yeah, because technically in BDSM, you say, hi, I'm attracted to you. I'm attracted to you too. Okay, great. Um, so I'd like to create some sort of you know, seeing some sort of engagement with you that we both enjoy. Oh, me too. Great. What do you like? Oh, I like spanking or biting or kissing or hugging or flogging or tickling or, you know, whatever. What do you like? Oh, I like flogging or hugging or wrestling or whatever. Oh, great. Is there anything that you wouldn't like? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't like if someone puts their tongue in my ear. That just drives me nuts. Don't do it. Nuts in a bad way. Don't do it. 
how about you? What don't you like? Oh, I really have, you know, a sensitive um, nipples. Don't play with them. Okay, great. So um, tonight at, at eight o'clock for about an hour. Okay, great. And, and then, and then, oh, by the way, do you have a safe word? What's your safe word? Um, purple. What's your safe word? Um, cucumber. Okay, great. And now if something, anything's happening that either one of us don't like, we now know that we can say this and we'll stop the play. We might renegotiate and keep going forward, or we might just stop and say for tonight, we're complete. Right. This is brilliant. It is. It is. There's a lot to be learned here for everyone. Right, right. <laughs> You know, what if we brought, we borrowed that, whether or not you consider yourselves, you know, kinky right. or not kinky, what just if we principles. just borrowed those mm-hmm. principles, principles and just put them into our regular uh, sexuality, sensuality life? And mm-hmm. let's take out the shame. I think a lot of the manipulation, a lot of the, you know, oh, I'm going to get you drunk so I can take advantage of you. I'm going to say that I want to be sexual, so hopefully you'll love me. A lot of this kind of hidden manipulation around sexuality. And hidden, hidden uh, confidence. Like, oh, do you really need the drink to feel confident and present yourself in an yeah. interesting way? It's not confidence at all. It's, right. it's fear and insecurity. So. Is that, you know, a lot of this hides that we're insecure. It hides that we have shame around our sexuality or that we have shame around wanting a relationship. Honeys, that is just going to blow the frick up later. If I'm insecure, that's going to blow the frick up later. If I'm hiding that I what I really want is a relationship with you, that's going to blow the frick up later. If I'm hiding that I just really find you attractive, that's going to blow the frick up later. Confidence is super sexy and real confidence is authenticity with grace. Comes within. So it's okay to actually say, I find you attractive. So Francesca, we've only got two minutes left. Um, Clearly you have much to offer. Do you want to share with our (laughs) listeners how they can reach you on this topic or others? Yeah. And if you're joining us late and some people, someone asked how to be safe and flirting and, and not cause fear, anger, or offense, please listen from the beginning. And uh, how to reach me is relationshipdiva at gmail.com, relationshipdiva at gmail.com, or Francesca Gentile. You would just Google my name. My website's probably going to come up and then email me there. And for our listeners, you get a complimentary hour uh, phone session to really look at what's up in your life and get you some support. And thank you for our listeners for being, you know, engaging in this juicy topic at a time when we're experiencing a paradigm shift in culture. Yes. Thank you, everyone. I mean, I just really feel that this is a sacred exploration, something very important to all of us. It's very primal to want to flirt, but clearly we need some new guidelines and it's an opportunity to practice and um, in that we can have a, a more a better experience, a more full experience. So with that, I thank you all for joining myself and Francesca Gentile today on Sacred Exploration. We'll be back next week on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. I'm your host, Lisa Tremont Ota. In the meantime, blessings as you go. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Sacred Exploration with Lisa Tremont Ota. Be sure to listen to our program again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your week.